Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Rachel Chili Dog hanging with us this morning. Hey, Rachel Chili Dog. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Holding in there? Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday. Really yeah. good. Supposedly the most productive day. But Yeah, come to find out, Ray Chili Dog really does not like a Tuesday at all. Is it just today because it's rainy outside and kind of drab? That kind of helps aid yeah. the... Yeah. I don't know. I, but yesterday I felt pretty excited about life because it was all springy and sunny. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Days. You're very motivated by the weather. Oh, yeah. Makes no difference to me. It could be cloudy. It could be snowing. It could be, yeah. Raining. What does what does impact you, Donna? Just waking up on the right side of the bed. So so, that's probably like hormones or whatever, yeah, like maybe, stuff or that's inside endorphins. Of us. Is that what you call them? Yeah, you just got to wake up with a good attitude. Well, know. I'm super pumped, guys. Thank you for asking. As okay. you guys know, I have become a, a fitness influencer. A fitfluencer, and it's going crazy. I'm inspiring people left and right on Instagram. So thank you guys for responding in the way that you have. Tell everybody what your wife said the other day when you were like asking her something. You um, know what I'm talking about, right? I put this up on uh, Instagram the other day, and a lot of people really sided with my wife. I was talking to my wife in, at the end of the night. Instagram videos came up in discussion. She's brushing her teeth in the bathroom, and she said. Yeah, that's why I don't like it when you post those workout videos. You look juicy. And I was like, whoa, she said I look juicy. Like, she's never used this term before about me. But clearly, Stevie Boy's body is transforming. And she doesn't want me putting out these thirst traps online. And she's from, like, protective, like, kind of jealous. And I was so taken aback by this. And was she I, brushing her teeth when she was talking to you? Yeah, I said that. She was oh, brushing yeah, her did. teeth. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa, really taken aback. And I said... You think I look juicy? And then she took the toothbrush out and said, douchey. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, now that's landing differently. So then I was like, well, for sure, I'm putting out more. Oh, I have to tell you this. For sure, I'm going to put out more workout videos. So then you have to understand, when I put out these workout videos, it is very awkward and you feel stupid setting up a camera. Now, bear in mind, Pretty much nobody notices because, remember, everybody's just always thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. But since I'm just thinking about myself, I'm assuming that the entire gym is sending messages to each other saying he's setting up his phone again. He's going to do another video. And whereas I've seen guys come in with a tripod to set up a camera shot for them to do like squats or deadlifts or whatever. So anyway, where do you work out? I don't have to answer that, chili dog. How dare you? Honestly, one of the big ones. HIPAA be damned, I guess. What do you want, my social? I was like, you know what? I'm going to do squats. I've taken a squat video before. Everybody, here again, everybody (laughs) kept messaging me, NF, NF. And I was like, wow, people were telling me I have a nice form. This is so cool. And then I started getting a lot of messages that said, you're not going low enough in your squats. And I was like, well, I've had a bunch of people say NF, so maybe you're wrong. Turns out 
I didn't know that the music I had selected for the squat video was by an artist named NF. <laughs> they were just telling me they liked the song it had nothing to do with my squat form. <laughs> so you're so, a music influencer as well. I'm a influencer. Oh man. So then the other day I was like, I'm gonna do another squat video, but this time I'm gonna set it up from behind. I'm gonna show you guys this. I can't post it. It's too it's too egregious but i somehow in my head was like maybe this will be good and i thought it would be a wide shot so that it would show you like my i don't know my form or whatever you know what i mean it seems sort of reasonable don't you think mm, not really considering you're not an exercise expert okay now look i'm gonna, I'm gonna you're just you. some random dude who's super into himself Ch- donna what? now watch this video i'm only gonna show you guys okay you wait wait camera? i don't have the camera Okay, yep, yep. So then this was the, how the video came out. I started laughing in the gym when I realized, look at this. Your butt is just going right into the camera. Right into the camera. What did you think was going to happen? I thought it was going to be a wider shot that would show like overall form. Instead, it's like I'm sitting down on the It's like a Porta John camera GoPro situation. So then I look at this video and start laughing. Like now I'm in a deep laugh in the gym that shall not be named. And I'm thinking, maybe I'm not a fitfluencer. But now people are inviting me to workout classes on Instagram. Cool. Steve, you need to come to our workout class. I don't know. I don't know if this is my way out, um, if this turns into something different where we have to part ways. I'm not sure yet, Donna. All right. You do you, man. You going to work out? You said you were starting mm-hmm. about four weeks ago. How'd it go? Um, yeah, you know. Huh? I took a stroll around the neighborhood the other day. Now, you said yesterday, were you being genuine that you would allow me to send you like a workout and say now go to the gym and do this yeah yeah that's cool <sighs> okay how many days a week are you gonna go just like three oh, three i'll go for three it's a great and then the other two go. i'll just walk around the lake yes this you is know? great i really need strength training they say and this is not a i get it as you age blah, 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 you lose muscle mass blah, 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 your bones blah, blah, blah. got it thank you check See, yes. This is what it, the, when I say that, this I feel I rushed all the time. Yeah, that's how Donna tells stories. I had to thank her the other morning because I told a story. She asked me a simple question, like, what is the time? I, as always, told her the history of the clock. And then I thanked you at the end for not rushing me through it, even though I know you wanted to. I just think you're a little bit of an over-explainer. Like, you think I don't get it in the first sentence. And I'm like, yep, got it, Done. And you're like, because, you know, when this happens and that. And I'm like, yep, totally got the whole story. There is a thing called the Strengths <laughs> Finder, which I would love to take this with you. The Strengths Finder is, it's not a personality test. Personality tests generally tell you what you're bad at. Here's why you are, here. what you need to get better at. Strengths Finder articulates your top five strengths. And uh, it's so good. Every company should use this. It's wonderful. You understand yourself so much more. You understand your coworkers. You know how to work on Let's projects do it. together what are we better. Doing? We should be doing this. Oh, like you would sign on to that. I would You're... sign on. Well, is it just a test online? I'll do it right now. It costs money. Oh, how there much? she how goes, much? everybody. I don't know. Probably thirty bucks or something. But here's what. My strength is communication. And for those who have taken Strengths Finder, you know communication is, and this will explain a little bit about me, Donna. And we all have this with our relationships. You got to figure out the quirk. Why are they doing it the way that they're doing it? People who have communication as their strength read things, gather information, and do experiences, not exclusively, but it can feel like primarily to share it with somebody else. So when I read a book, I would never read a book 
and not tell someone about the book. While mm. I'm reading the book, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to tell them about this part in particular. Or while I'm at the experience, I'm already thinking about, oh, I want to share this experience with somebody yeah. else. We're very different in that way. You said just, it, And here's a perfect example. In forever, I've been eating this pizza from Costco, a frozen pizza. <laughs> That's got a cauliflower crust. Yes. And whenever I would mention it, Steve would be like, oh, God, you and your cauliflower crust. Just eat the pizza. And I'm like, but it's I like it. Fast forward to like four months later. Mm-hmm. Steve is like, Donna. I do a whole segment on it. I buried the lead. Not only is this a good frozen pizza, it's the best frozen pizza I've ever had. And I'm like. Is it? Couldn't wait to tell people about it. And it I was just like, fantastic. yeah, I eat this, this pizza from Costco. It is delicious, by the way. We got to go. So good. So good. Thank you guys for listening. We're not sure, honest to goodness, if you ask us. We don't know what the point of that segment was. Oh, that's right. I'm a influencer. <laughs> when we come back, um, we've, we'll get a couple studies together. They're, okay, there's a list of hobbies and skills that are dying. Because of the advent of technology, we're moving too fast. We're not slowing down and doing these things. Uh, Is one of your old hobbies or a skill that you have slowly dying out? We'll get into that list when we return on Don and Steve. It's my talk. You know, some days I don't want to drive to the gym. You got crowded gas stations. You got zipper merges. You got roundabouts. Steve, 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 Steve. It's okay. Just join the Y. Members get Virtual Y free live and on-demand content. Feeling better, so it's like the why comes to me. Exactly. They've got virtual group classes like strength, yoga, sculpt, and dance cardio. Oh, yes, I've got some moves. Right now, enrollment is just $25 if you join the Y by March 31st. Plus, no dues till May. Join at ymcanorth.org. Can I just say one more thing about Super Mario? No. Oh, we're out of time. Good morning and welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, coming up at 1130, we're going to talk to comedian Jason Schomer. He's got a show coming up at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy at the Mall of America on Thursday. Really funny. Uh, We could talk to him a little bit about his relationship with uh, Louis Anderson. He opened for him for a couple of years. And then we'll have a couple of uh, pairs of tickets to give away. Coming up. It's a jam-packed 11.30 that we've got on a Tuesday. Seriously. But in the meantime, we have a study. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Patterson. (laughs) Today, there is a uh, study, kind of, sort of, that's going around the internet talking about the top 50 lost skills and hobbies Mm. that have largely been lost due to the rise of technology. Okay. Uh, So we'll go through a couple. And have you ever tried these? Did you used to do these? And suddenly you stopped and then you realize, well, it's kind of because technology made, made their way in. And now I can't do this anymore. It seems passe. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Let's start with this one. Not typing, writing letters. Did you ever have a pen pal? Yeah. Yeah, I did. She lived in Morton Grove, Illinois. And how did you find her? Okay, so she was a dieting pen pal, and I found her through a magazine where (laughs) you send in your name and address, and then they pair you up with someone. 
And then we became pen pals for, I don't know, maybe eight years. We wrote back and forth all the time. So she also had sent in her information and then they paired you. She wasn't a diet coach. No, it was just two people who needed to lose weight. Interesting. Yeah, and then we just became friends and throughout high school. What a beautiful thing. You never met. Never met. Lost touch. Don't even remember her last name. Wow. But you probably shared things about yourself that maybe you didn't share with other uh, girls in high school. Correct. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, it was fun. How about map reading? I love reading a map. My entire trip to South Dakota was all solely based off of an atlas. Not a GPS. No. Not a- well, eventually, but I like I looked at the map. Went okay. We'll stop here first. Then we'll go there because that's where Whatchamacall is located. Then we'll go there. We'll spend a night. Then I looked it up online. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fun. I, I drove from Pennsylvania to California. Or the reverse of that, I think a total of five times mm. for, for college. And the first time I did, my mom had a gift for me, and it was an atlas. I love an atlas. And that atlas was there in the car. And I mean, that sucker, if those pages weren't 22 by 36, they were big. It was a big book. It's really fun to take like a highlighter and to highlight where we're you want to go. Here. We'll stop yeah. Here. So. Yeah, I w- there was no GPS technology when I moved away from home, from Jersey to Georgia, from Georgia to Texas, from Texas back to Jersey, Jersey to Minnesota. It was all done by Atlas. And we didn't even have cell phones. We talked on walkie-talkies. That's something. Right? I remember my, my mom used to go on a road trip. There was a, a boys' basketball tournament, and she was one of the drivers. So they'd leave from Pennsylvania and go down to Tennessee and she, this is the early 90s, she came up with what was really an ingenious idea. You're caravanning, so you have multiple cars all going to the same place, no cell phones. She handed out cards to everyone, construction paper cards. And so you would pull up alongside another car on the highway that was in your caravan or get in front of them, and someone would hold the blue card up. And that meant we need to stop for the bathroom. Because oh, you needed it. to get the whole. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Caravan to go the same place. Red meant we're hungry, we need food. You know, sure, something yeah, like that. That's but it's brilliant. It's a brilliant way to communicate when it's not easy to communicate. Sure. Oh, that is smart. Was my mom a genius? She's still alive. Why did I speak of her in the past tense? Hey, mom, she might be listening. Maybe Um, she's doing her bills on the card table. You and my mom should get together some night and do your bills. Just pull out the mounds of envelopes. She's got one of those little tiny... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's like she's running some sort of a mob operation, and she does it in her bedroom. That's where she would do it when I was a kid. Set the card table up right next to her bedroom, some steel folding chair that she would sit on, and she would watch television on the 20-inch TV that she had in her bedroom. 
Some other old hobbies that have died. How about mental math? I still do mental math. I was doing it with my increase in my property valuation the oh other day. Boy. I'm like, okay, so last year they were telling me it was this. That's 100, carry the the thing, and okay, 10, 11, 150. That's good. Thanks. I don't, I don't do a lot of a lot of calculator stuff. Hmm. And I'm 80, not great in math. 82 times 4. Oh, God, let's see. There's uh, 82 times 4. That's 8, 328. Yes. Thank you. Nice job, Donna. Thanks. No, I didn't even write anything down. That was good. I watched it happen. Thanks. All right, other things that are now dead due to technology. Remembering phone numbers. I know probably 10 phone numbers. I don't know yours, Donna. Wouldn't be able to. If I lost your number today, I'd count it as a blessing and we'd lose contact. Yeah, same. Mm. Using a compass. I did this one time in my life. I still use a compass. Come again? Uh, it's on your phone. So sometimes yes. I'll be like, okay, wait, which way am I facing right now? Like if someone's like, hey, okay, so which side of the house is it on? I'm like, I don't know, the left? <laughs> so I have, I, to take, I have to take out the compass and point it and when i find myself in a group of like dudes who are much dutier than i am and they're they're hunting and they're talking about stuff and then they mention going north or west i'm like who are these people right? is this daniel boone or christopher columbus what are we doing here i the only time i've used a compass was when we moved to this house i came and stood on the porch as this house was being built looked at the compass and then i went and stood on the porch at my old house looked at the compass to figure out where would the sun be hitting in the morning? Right. Not like it was a custom home, like we had an option. All right, could you please shift our house and the foundation by 18 degrees due south? Mm -hmm. We couldn't do that, but it felt good using it. You could see why people, if you know how to use them, why they'd be useful. Finally, uh, hand-washing clothes is gone but not forgotten. Making a fire from scratch. I still hand-wash clothes. Is that not a, like, what? What if it says hand-wash only? Nobody does it, probably. You just put it in the very, very light Gentle. cycle. Yes. Okay, who knew? So wait a second. You're hand-washing clothes. You're Sometimes. using paper maps and somewhat routinely use a compass. I kind of like it because it's fun. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we right. got to go. Right, we got to go. But when we come back, we'll have a special guest who has a show coming up at the Mall of America, a uh, stand-up show, really funny guy, Jason Schomer, when we come right back on my talk. All right, welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun, right, Steve? You said it, sister, all day, every day. Speaking of fun, we've got a really fun show coming to the Mall of America on Thursday night, 7.30 at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. And on the line, we've got a very funny comedian joining us who will be headlining. And I can tell you firsthand that Jason Schomer is a great storyteller. Also, he spent two years opening for Minnesota's beloved Louis Anderson in Las Vegas, was a dear friend. Uh, good morning, Jace. Good morning. This is so lovely to have you back on the show. Um, did it take, were there awkward conversations off air that I wasn't privy to of her saying, come on, do it? <laughs> oh, nonstop. From the moment I get home, it's awkward conversations. I know, I'm like stomping my foot. I'm like, come on, man. 
By the way, for those who don't know, uh, Jason Schomer, yes, an accomplished comedian, but also uh, a roommate uh, of Donna Valentine. So when you hear her reference, Jason, I think some people from time to time are confused. They're thinking, does she live with Jason Matheson? Matheson. No, she does not, with another funny Jason. Um, So we're going to get into the, the, the comedy and the show that you've got coming up at Rick Bronson's and all of that. Let's talk a little bit, though, first and foremost, with uh, your relationship in regards to Louis Anderson. You've opened for him before. You knew him in a way that so many of us, fans of Louis, did not get to know him. Um, I think the first question is, how are you doing? It's now been, I think, a little more than a month since Louis passed. Mm. How are you feeling as you've adapted to this new reality without him? You know, it's really strange. Um to be kind of navigating the world of comedy without him, you know, because he really kind of was, uh, for me, kind of the North Star, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I was always able to really bounce a lot of stuff off of him, you know, just not only ideas, you know, as far as like material or whatever, but also just about the industry and the business, you know, and it's weird kind of forging ahead without him physically here, you know, because we worked together for 10 years. You know, oh, man. what do you get to know when you're when you're working um, alongside a guy like that for that period of time? You know, you get all these these kind of like these intimate moments, the non lights, camera action. The audience isn't around. We all when we heard of Louis passing felt like Minnesotans, especially we felt like we know him. He's our Louis. Um, and you, you really had uh, this friendship with him that lasted this amount of time. This is a dumb way of asking the question, but what was Louis like off camera? You know, what, what what's he like behind the scenes when he doesn't have to perform for anybody? Because it seems like he was always kind, and the kindness was always on. You know, and he was. He was one of the most kind and gentle people that I've ever met. Like, he really wouldn't do a single thing to hurt anyone knowingly or willingly you know that that was just so foreign to him and you know what was unique about him is if it was important to you it was genuinely important to him Mm. you know what i'm saying like Mm. like every time i talked to him like he without fail he would ask about my sister my brother and my nieces and nephews and the family and how everyone's doing and you know and how's work and you know how are my coworkers and you know just all that like it is he just was genuinely interested in people's lives and the people in other people's lives it sounds and, um, almost jace like he was really the same person on stage as off stage because that's how he presented as well oh he was i mean he he was just naturally funny like you know because it was weird because getting to know him and then seeing him on stage you know obviously you know he thought about his material and his the craft of comedy and whatnot but oftentimes i would watch him talk about what we did that day on stage. And it was just kind of <laughs> surreal. I was just like, oh, like we just went to the gas station and he literally took that moment and turned it into a hilarious 15-minute riff. Well, that's, such an, that's such an interesting quality that you see it in Louis. You got to see it in Louis. Like, we really did this that day. Seems sort of mundane maybe in the moment and now it turns into 15 minutes. The other person I've heard that uh, said about is uh, Michael Gelman of Live with Kelly and Ryan and formerly Regis and Kathy Lee. After Regis passed away, he was talking about, uh, if I remember this story correctly, that he would be at an event with Regis the night before, and it was fine. It was, you know, nothing super memorable. And then the next day, 
Regis would come in and would weave a story about it during mm-hmm. host chat yeah, that could yeah. fill up the time. It could go 10 or 15 minutes, and he would almost laughingly be thinking like, were we at the same party? Is this still the same party? But these gifted storytellers like a Regis Philbin, like a Louis Anderson, who can just find the little thing and then blow air into it so that the story suddenly floats. Absolutely. It, it, it was remarkable to watch him do it. You know, how, can I ask and I, you know, people will might not know this. How how did you and Louis initially cross paths? You know, we first met. He was at a grocery store doing a promotion for uh, his New Year's Eve show. That was the very first time we ever met. Um, I had some coworkers. They told me he's like, oh, my God, Louis Anderson is just down the street at the grocery store. So I went flying over there, met him for the first time, um, and then he was going to be doing a comedy boot camp. And so I went to that, and uh, he saw me perform, and he thought it was really funny. And that's how it all took off. That is really something. That is so opportunistic to know, wait yeah. a minute, if I want to you know, seize this opportunity, i got to go down, see him right now, and then think of that one moment and how that moment ended up impacting a decade of your life. Oh, absolutely, because I remember going to his that New Year's Eve show. It was at Northrop, and I thought, God, I, it would be amazing to be able to open for him next year on the New Year's Eve show. Oh, you I manifested just thought that would be it. Like, well, I know, and I thought that would be like, that's, I thought if I could achieve that in comedy here, like that would be the holy grail. That would be the highest I could go. And the, the following New Year's Eve, I did open for Louis, and then I did every consecutive one for 10 years after. Uh, we are That's talking amazing. to Jason Schomer, who is going to be uh, headlining at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy on Thursday, this Thursday, March 24th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to give away some tickets. So make sure that you stay on the line. We'll ne- let you know when you should call for that. Jason, let's get in a little bit, too, though. Uh, of course, y- your relationship with Louis is a first curiosity to me. Your relationship mm-hmm. with Donna is a close second. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm listening back to when you just said Louis took an interest in other people's lives, and then I'm thinking, how could we teach Donna that? Have you tried telling her stories ever? Does she rush you along at home? What is she like off air? I'm dying to know. Don't forget about the non-disclosure you signed. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. So i got to tread lightly. But, you know, she does a lot of finger snapping. And she'll be like, headline, what's the headline? What's the headline? Yes! That's what she does. It's a lot of finger snapping. She's just like, all right, got to get to it. What's the headline? What's, what's sell, sell it, and sell it, Jason, and we're done. We're aren't done. you like me in that moment? Aren't you thinking, where are you going? What's, Wait, what's next for you? Aren't we on the air for three hours? You're thinking, what do you got? Jack squat coming up tonight? Why don't we just sit well, down? You know, I mean, tea? she's got to go take a nap on the couch, you know, by <laughs> 6.30 p.m. <laughs> It's it true. Like, like, the best was we were going to watch Adele the other night, and it was at, uh, yes. it started at eight o'clock. It went from eight to ten, and Donna looked at me. She goes, eight to ten." She goes, "What is this? A rave? I can't do this." <laughs> and at nine thirty, she bailed. She's like, "All right, I got to go to bed." I'm like, That's I, too "I'm recording much. this. I can catch up." And it was just like unbelievable. Oh, uh, isn't she just a little gem? Um, Jason, talk to us a little bit too about your your style of comedy. We we were talking about, of course, your relationship with Louis Anderson. Everybody knows his approach to comedy. When somebody asks you that awkward question, what kind of jokes do you tell? What's your comedy like? How do you answer that? Well, you know, it's very similar to Louis' style. Um, I think that's why we worked so well together. It's very much kind of a observational humor 
kind of story tell, storytelling. I'm not a real good like joke joke person. Like I can't really write like a knock knock joke if my life depended on it. I'd be done for. Um, yeah, but you know, I got a story. You know, I've got a million and one stories about a million and one things. Um, and yeah. And prior. So like, Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Oh no no. So I was just gonna say it's very much real life. You know, family stuff, work stuff going to the doctor, you know, um, you know, the dentist, you know, like, uh, do you know how awkward it is when the dentist tells you to please stop licking them as they're working? <laughs> like, I mean, it's like moments like that. <laughs> My life is filled with them also, one right after another. You've had a lot of like funny and true encounters with a lot of celebrities <laughs> in a lot of different ways, not just from like previous jobs, but also just running into somebody or being at a show that are just super fun uh, to hear. Do you have a favorite, by the way, a favorite encounter with a celebrity that you recall One right of now? my favorites, I guess, I would say it would be Carney Wilson from Wilson Phillips. Oh, yeah. Because it was at a grocery store. It was just completely random. I was standing in produce, and I looked over, and it was Carney Wilson. <laughs> and then, like, I freaked out because I was just like, oh, it's Carney Wilson. What do I do? And so I, like, literally, like, kind of, like, trailed her through the whole store and like whatever she was buying i happened to be buying at the same time um hmm, peaches well yeah i was just like oh pork chops but i'm a vegetarian do you know what i mean like sort of thing um and then i was trying to time it so we could leave together so i could say something but like she had the world's fastest cashier and i had the world's slowest so i was literally taking stuff out of my cart and like i like don't want it don't want it don't want it to try to time it out and here's the best thing. So it was the grocery store in L.A. and it had an elevator, which you got to love. Yes. Fancy. And she was getting into the elevator and I literally said, oh, hold on. No. You had her hold the door. Hold the elevator. Uh, right. That was their song. Hold on. And I yes. literally like made Carney Wilson nice. hold on <laughs> for me. So, Do you think she appreciated it? Well, you know, I tweeted about the story, and then she heard the story, because it was actually, I, I did it on the moth, and um, she was just like, oh, I love your story. I hope you're well. And oh. so I was like, Aww. I wonder hey, if she way, remembered, really. She probably did. But um, Have you given any yeah. thoughts yeah, to Yeah, she how, probably how... remembered because of the restraining order that she went and filed. <laughs> <laughs> it was early time uh, the early time binder, court. just another one. <laughs> Have so. you thought of how serendipitous, too, grocery stores seem to be for you? This is the place where it happens. That's where you met <gasps> Louie. That's where you met Carney. Thank you for pointing that out. I didn't yeah. ever even make that connection, Steve. Well, wow. listen, two celebrity stories, both at grocery stores. This is the place to be. What are you doing talking to us? Go to Trader Joe's. Get out of here. You have things to do. As people to meet. As soon as I'm done with this, I am on my way. But Trader Joe's, who's got that kind of money? That's right. right? More like, Times are hard. Totally. A whole Aldi. I'm Aldi I'm more of Aldi. Yeah, same. Yeah, bring All your right. quarter. You um, guys, uh, go and see Jason Schomer at the Mall of America. Tickets are not very expensive. I was, like, really personally excited about this, speaking of affordability. Uh, they're $10 at the door. We'll give away a couple of pairs right now. Uh, we'll take caller three and caller four. Uh, you and a guest will go see Jason headline at Rick. Bronson's House of Comedy, 7.30, Thursday night at Mall of America. Jason, great to have you on the show. We really appreciate it. You're always fun. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, you guys. Bye, Jason. Uh, you can call the number 651-641-1071. That's the number. Caller 3 and 4. You both win a pair of tickets for that show. March 24th, 7.30 p.m. Uh, when we... Oh, my gosh. When we come back. Yes, Quay. Got to tell you about this beef. Pusha T. What? Has in Pusha T is a rapper. 
Uh-huh. Pusha T's got a new song out, and it is a diss track against the McDonald's filet fish <gasps> And apparently, there's Sacrilegious. a backstory, and the beef is real. We'll get into it all. You'll hear it for yourself when we return. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Good morning. Final stretch, you guys. It's the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Where talk is fun. By the way, congratulations to Heather and Kristen. They're going to go see Jason Schomer at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy on Thursday at the Mall of America. Really fun place to see a show. I've been there many, many times. Um, your names will be on the will call list, so just show up, okay? Oh, that's fun. Yes! Jason is very fun to talk to. What a, what a nice guy. He's very funny. Yeah, he's funny and he's nice. Yeah, and sometimes those two things don't always uh, go yeah. together. Yeah, you know, you get the f- the funny, mean people, and he's very clean, by the way. His... Oh, so I would like that. Yeah, so, so and Louis was comedy. too. Louis yeah. Anderson, his his longtime friend, was as well. Yes, very, but very funny. The last time I saw him, I went with a bunch of friends and family, and we were just dying. We were just losing our minds. It's just very funny observations. About life. I just love, too, that he peeled back the curtain and said that there's a lot of, when he's telling a story at home, a lot of snapping from Donna. Come on. All right. <laughs> let's go. Headline. What do we got? What do I need to know here? It's not that bad. Whatever. Uh, okay. I do want you to hear this, Donna. I think that you're going to find it funny. I. It's been a long time since I've had the filet fish from McDonald's. <laughs> oh, remember the jingle thing? Isn't there a filet fish like jingle? Is there a filet fish jingle? Because there's a now a filet fish diss track, so oh. it'd be a good time for them to repopularize okay. the jingle. I I like the filet fish. I like it. Apparently, Pusha T rapper does it. There is a new filet fish diss track that he just came out with on behalf of Arby's, who has a flish uh, flish. They have their own fish sandwich and they're saying like forget about the mcdonald's filet of fish there's a real fish sandwich on the block i'm going to let you listen to it and then i'm going to explain to you that this is actual beef but tell you where it comes from here's push a t um with his filet of fish diss track yeah, yeah. <laughs> fish. pretty good I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Filet fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese. Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs and stage left. The sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Argument is baseless. Ground and tartar that filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look, I could sell water to a whale. How could you ever think I'd fail? Water to a whale, that's good. Yeah, the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah, if you know me and you know me well, our fish is gonna tip that scale. This is all about a fish sandwich. What's his deal? What's his <laughs> This is good. Isn't it good? This should be some bumper music on our show. That's what I'm saying. Push a T coming in. Yes. If Arby's wants to put some money down. So he's promoting the Arby's fish sandwich. Here's where the beef comes from. Silly as the song is. Apparently, back in the early 2000s, uh, McDonald's spent a whole lot of money on their I'm loving it campaign. Yes. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. 
And a lot of that money, apparently, I think around $6 million, went to Justin Timberlake. And not so much to Pusha T, who rapped on a version of the commercial uh-huh. and is, along with his brother and Clips counterpart, his group Clips counterpart, uh, No Malice, apparently they're at the center of a, a dispute over writing credit for the song. He's saying, oh, like, I no, see. no, no, let me tell you, I am solely responsible for the I'm loving it swag and the jingle of that company. That's just real. I am the reason. He does not think that he got the money that he was supposed to get from it, nor the ownership, et cetera. He got like a one-time fee. And so he's got beef dating back to that. Okay. And I guess he also raps now on a version of the sampled song of the, the, like there's an EDM song, I guess, that is the background music for the We Have the Meats Bum, 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 bum. You you reckon you remember yes, you know that jingle? Absolutely. He's now a part of it. So he was like, it didn't work out at McDonald's. It's gonna work out for me now at Arby's. We have the meats. Now they're talking fish, a whole thing, but just straight fire <sighs> at Fileo Fish. I like the way you say it. Fileo fish. Don't you really have to do the O there? I always just go filet of fish. But it's like Cookie Opus, the Carvel ice cream guy around St. Patty's Day. You have to say, oh, you can't say cookie a puss. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. filet o fish You win this time, sir. Okay, great. Steve is sneezing. And I'm back. Hey, Hashtag that warrior. was quick. That's great, Steve. I was going to tell you something about this rapper, and now I just can't remember. Hey, can I say, can I ask something of our uh, my talkers? They're always so good with book recommendations. Sure. I will be going on vacation next week uh mm-hmm. later next week and so i want a good book i want a feel good book for sitting around the pool so if anybody has a book recommendation like we talked about tom hanks earlier he photobombed a bridal party's photo shoot in pittsburgh i just looked at barnes and noble last week the world according to tom hanks this is a book that i've considered getting multiple times maybe i should just pull the trigger and get that but any lighthearted you'll feel good Mm. Book recommendations. I have a question. Go for Steve. So you're going on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be at the pool. Correct. With four children. That is correct. And you think you're going to have time to lay around and read a book while your kids are in the pool? This is fair. You've brought up a fair point. And mm-hmm. it actually won't well, just I wonder be... what Lou is going to be reading. Mm-hmm. She's already looking for a book. Just let me tell you this. Well, here's the interesting thing. It's actually not just going to be four kids it's going to be 11 kids mm. and it's going to be uh kids 14 too. adults mm. we are staying at this vacation house where all the families are going because it's the only way we could afford this place listen maybe it is a bit pie in the sky that i would be reading but we have a nighttime flight going down there so maybe the kids will fall asleep on the flight i could do a little reading then okay just wanted to know where you're but, we're at you know you're right because this this place is is really like to the gills it's got it all game room movie room three decks little putting green pool lazy river jacuzzi all like it's like living like we could never afford to live for a week so maybe you're right there's i'll be enjoying too many other things and watching children that i won't have time Hmm. well thanks for taking the fun out of that i did buy a sun hat you want to tell me that that was a bad idea too I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a big brimmed hat that I'm going to wear sometimes in the pool 
in when I'm, I'm laying out. I'm going to need to see a picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need a picture. No, you're not going to like it. You're going to think it looks stupid. Does it have like a string? Yes. To, like... Yes, to cinch in case of the wind. That's fine. I almost got one with a full face cover and neck flap, too. Wow. It's only 18 bucks, fully crushable. Listen, no shame in protecting your skin. You said that one, sister. Thank you. I really don't wish we had more time. And good news, we don't. <laughs> this has been another stellar production of the yes. Don and Steve Experience on My Talk. You can always get caught up in things that you miss by downloading our podcast, The Don and Steve Show, or you can download the My Talk app. Ray Chili Dog, thank you for producing for us today. Uh, Cobra's in next. Can I go now, Donna? Bye, Steve. Bye now.